0: We're nearing the end of the month, and this is something on all of our minds. It's bills. Experts see the jobless rate approaching 20% in May, with another 2.4 million workers filed for unemployment benefits last week. Meanwhile, Latinos already have the highest unemployment rate, as reported by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Nearly one in five Latinos are unemployed. So if someone is unemployed or financially unstable, how do we begin to tackle bills and debt? We speak with Francisco Arceo, founder and CEO of Unidos, a technology company set on bringing financial wellness to the Latino community. You're listening to the Moneda Moves podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Alfaro, and here we'll be talking about Latinos, money, and our role in the American economy. I'm a multimedia producer living in New York City, and we're going to be covering keeping cuentas, or tabs on all things Latinos and money in the US, speaking with potentes, or the next generation of entrepreneurs, and monedita. How to put your money where your mouth is and support the Latino community. Welcome to the show. No te lo quieres perder.
1: I started Neelis back in July uh, after spending uh, about eight years in, in finance. Um, and one of the things I noticed while working in the space was that a lot of our customers, um, or the customers for the institutions I worked at, were Latino Americans. But you know, looking at the data and looking at um, how they were using debt and financial tools, it seemed like like there was an opportunity to better serve them. Right? Um, I felt like there wasn't enough information available uh and enough maybe support in using these new tools and these new finance technology things that are emerging uh, in an accessible way especially if you don't speak english as a primary language and, and especially if you don't you know have a super um you know academically oriented background right like some some folks um you know, might not know what a credit score is. And, and so I think some, a lot of the institutions that, that work and, and solve really great problems kind of forget that there's a lot of context that we have when we provide these pieces of information, these toolings that, that is kind of lost. Uh, and so I thought for the Latino community, I could provide a service, um, you know, because these were experiences that I had where I didn't know things about Finance I didn't know things about money um, i i didn't know about how to manage my bills and and if I was paying the right amount and and a bunch of these sorts of things and so you know what I hope to accomplish with with uh Unidos is to really help people have great financial wellness right and and you know I think I don't think money's everything I think it's a means to an end um, but money controls your life whether or not you want it to and so it's important to have support um, and having toolings that enable you to to manage your money successfully.
0: And that's certainly a tool that we need, especially right now as we think about COVID-19, how it's affecting our lives, not just today, but all the way into 2021. Now, we just saw unemployment claims from last week come out. We're at 2.4 million. As people listen to this and they think about their bills, and how they're going to pay for next month and their essentials, what are the bills we should tackle first and work out a plan for? Which are the most flexible also?
1: Right. That's a really great question. I think it's it's important in my mind to contextualize bills with the kind of state of reality, right? And so if you think about the average consumer before COVID-19, right, um, the median household income was $61,000. $61,000. That's not a small amount of money, right? That, that's quite a bit. But the median personal income was $31,000, right? And, and if, and if uh, you look at a Federal Reserve study back in 2018, 40% of Americans didn't have $400 in cash available. And TransUnion released a survey um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, kind of evaluate in the state of uh, COVID-19's impact on consumers, and they found that about 56% of consumers have been impacted in coronavirus in some way, right? You know, I have family members, my wife, um, folks have been impacted, right? Um, then the question is, to what degree? Um, and so with all that said, I think bills have never been more important. Everybody, um, whether it's your partner or family member or friend uh, or yourself, has been impacted by this. And so the first thing you have to prioritize is your health, right? and making sure that if you're impacted by uh, unemployment uh, or by being laid off, or your company shutting down, um, which is happening to lots of folks. Um, I'd say start with making sure you have health insurance, right? Try to see if you can get access to CoBRA or, or Obamacare, um, you know, because medical bills are one of the biggest potential factors that can and that's been true for a long time, right? Where the system that we have in, in in the US um has you know bankrupted many people. So so that would be number one is make sure that you can try to carry over your insurance if you can, because lots of people are getting sick. Um, you know, and, and it might be you. And then if that happens, you could end up with uh, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in, in medical bills. And the second, um you know, kind of bill that 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 you you'd see being a big issue is your mortgage payment or your rent payment, right? Not, not everybody has a mortgage. Some people don't have the capital to initially buy one, I, and and that makes sense, right? I think, you know, certainly the 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 government, you know, issued a you know a, a cease of evictions for, I think it was 60 days, um, but the time is coming. To an end for those things, and so I think you need to come up with a, a strategy for talking to your landlord, if it's your landlord, um, and if it's uh, an institution that you're getting your mortgage from, you should talk to the the, the lender or, or the bank potentially. Um, you know, and so I'll, I'll say the other ones that kind of go with that are, you know, auto loans would be the next logical one, right? Because if you're if you are working and you have to drive to work. You want to make sure that your 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 car is still in shape. That you're not um, missing payments on it, because w- what often happens is, um, you know, if you start missing payments, um, it can get repossessed fairly quickly. Um, then I would say target your credit card debt. Um, you know that the only reason I say that a little bit further down, even though that it tends to be the most expensive kind of capital you can get, is because you know. If you don't pay it, it'll hurt your credit score. But you know what? Honestly, right now, the world's a little bit on fire. And so, you know, that'll be okay, right? Um, the next thing I would say is utilities, right? Um, whether that's your, your, and your phone bill included, right? And so all of those institutions and, and those bills, um, you can have a conversation with, with, the, um, with the institution for that. And some of them are already defaulting to offer You know, deferrals or or deferments, uh, and and in some cases with forbearance, which means that the loans that you have or the financial products aren't accruing interest. Um, So, so those are good things. Those are avenues for you to try to, um, you know, maybe delay some of the payments, especially if you've been impacted.
0: And I like that you led with healthcare there. I think within our community, the Latino community in particular, that tends to be put on a back burner, right? Like, I don't need to go to the doctor. I'll just, you know, use some alternative medicine or it'll wear itself off. But, again, having that insurance can really get you out of a tough spot if you really do need to go to the ER in a last-minute resort. And you don't want to end up with a bill that you simply cannot pay or will bury you in debt so in terms of what is the most flexible and what is the least flexible you talked about a few options in terms of you know speaking with your landlord or speaking with um lenders um which are going to be the most flexible that we should try to tackle first and which are going to be the least Um, you you definitely prioritize in order of importance to our livelihood but what about in terms of negotiation
1: Right, and that's, uh, that's a really great question, right? I think the, the first thing I would say is that the logical strategy is to, to, to choose the ones that are the biggest, right? <laughs> um, you know, which is, you know, kind of as well how I ordered it before and those kind of coincide with the most important, right? But I think the, the challenge being that the smaller the institution, um, the more, sh- the, the more impact they probably are right so as a very concrete example if you're if you're if you bank with a very small bank in you know um spokane washington right um it'll be a lot harder for them to actually be able to afford to to give you certain options because they might not have the the financial the financials to stay afloat either so actually in this case um it might be better to talk to the larger institutions first. So, you know, if you're banking with someone like Wells Fargo or J.P. Morgan or or Chase or Bank of America, you might actually have a better shot of, of getting that, um, you know, worked down or paused. Um, and in fact, that's that's something that they've been um, pretty explicit about. In fact, you know, my former institution, Marcus, was pausing, um, you know, certain amounts of their payments as well. And so, some of them are being proactive. So the bigger companies, um, you might have a good chance with uh, starting with now.
0: That's a very good point. Um, now, when we look at rent, and you said that, you know, there was a cease on evictions for 60 days uh, as a government mandate. And as we near the end of that, how are landlords dealing with this? I mean, I asked this out of personal interest too. My dad is a landlord in Chicago. And right now we were just having a conversation over the weekend where we talked about the fact that his tenants had not paid in two months. And he's a very understanding person, you know, says, I'm going to make sure that, you know, they're housed, but where where are the lines being drawn or what does, how do we even navigate communication with them? Uh, both from landlord to rentals, uh, and then rentals to landlord.
1: Right. I mean, so that, that's a really great question, and then and that's the challenge, right? Where, um, you know, some of the stimulus package, while helpful to some degree, um, certainly didn't have as comprehensive as coverage, especially for folks' biggest problems, which is usually their housing payments, right? And then for folks that are are landlords, um, you know they're in this position where it's like, okay, well, so now I have no income. Um, What am I going to do? And I think, you know, in my case, I had a very transparent conversation with my landlord. My wife was impacted. You know, we were up for discussing our, our lease renewal. We just said like, Hey, (laughs) you know, our income's been impacted. Um, You know, we can stay on for another few months, but you know, if the world doesn't get a little bit better, we might actually have to, to move out of our, our, our apartment. And, um, you know, I, I think, and, and cause I had to understand it from his perspective, cause he has a mortgage and it's not like he was, um, really charging us that much above, uh, his mortgage payment. Right. And so yeah, I, I, I tried to just be kind of object about it and I understand where he's coming from. And so I think if both parties are able to do that and say like, is there a way for us both to work through this in, in a way where, you know, it's not great, right? Um, nobody's in in great circumstances right now. but um, but but having a little bit of c- compassion, and mutual understanding can hopefully help folks to work through it. You know, I, I wish I could say um something better and that there was a silver bullet to to, <laughs> to solve it. but honestly, I, I think the reality is it's, it's just hard times for everybody. and and I think the more we can have a little bit more compassion and understanding that you know this is impacting our livelihoods and other people's livelihoods that that we can probably try to meet somewhere in the middle
0: Meeting somewhere in the middle is definitely the the most ideal and you mentioned this earlier and we briefly spoke about it in terms of paying off debt there's different kinds of debt right so you said credit card debt should definitely be on the priority list somewhere if we're looking at at somebody who has lost their job Latinos, we look at them two weeks ago it was reported nineteen percent unemployed. What debt should be tackled first?
1: That's that's a great question. I think um so and the the first set of debt you should you should tackle is most certainly credit card debt, only because and that's if you can afford to pay these things, right? If 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 you're in a financial situation, and I don't love to say this, where you have that much uncertainty about your future, there's the option of considering filing bankruptcy um, trying to absolve yourself of all your debts so that your assets aren't fully liquidated and you're able to at least have something, right? And that, But that's a legal process. It's very tricky. I, I, I encourage folks to consult a lawyer uh, where appropriate on that. Um, but kind of tabling that more extreme solution, right? And let's say that you do want to pay some stuff off and you've kind of taken a a look at your financial situation and said, all right, I have X amount of dollars and I need to pay, you know, the kind of outstanding debts I have, what should I tackle first? The first one I would say is credit card debt. And that's because the cost of that money is orders of magnitude higher than the cost of other money. And so, so what I mean by that is you know, a typical product that you can use to, to get yourself out of a hairy situation like a, like a lot of credit card debt is a personal loan. So if you take out a personal loan, typically it's for a set number of months or years and you're paying a much lower interest rate than you are for your credit card. Now, the, the, the benefit of that is you actually end up saving quite a bit on you know, the interest that's accruing in a credit card. The difference is you can't go rebuy something with a personal loan, right? With a credit card, you can put more and more money off of it, on it, if you're paying stuff off. Um, so so I, I really emphasize trying to absolve yourself of that credit card debt, because it can accrue very, very viciously, um, just because it has higher APRs, you know, sometimes in the 30%. And if you have a payday loan, Jesus Christ, close that out! <laughs> um, you know, Worst and, and, kind and, of loans. And, well, and you know what? The one thing I'll say is, payday loans have a bad rap. I don't recommend them. If, but at the same time, they they exist for a reason, right? People need that capital, and so if if people know what they're doing when they're accessing that capital, and they and and they're in a really really hard situation, then maybe it's the right thing for them, right? And, and I don't think that it's um, you know, I in no way mean to, to shame folks who, who need those, those, those tools are there. There are some companies that do it much better and are transparent than others. Um, you know, not every company is a loan shark. And I think um, you know, folks can access that capital if, they, if that's their last resort. But I do invite them to make sure that they explore all of their options before um, going to, to that one, which I would say is probably the last resort.
0: What about hospital bills? let's Let's say someone gets hit with a large hospital bill during this time. What if they just let it sit? What will happen?
1: That's a good question. They actually don't report to the bureaus, um, if I recall correctly. Um, yeah, I don't think they're legally allowed to. Um, but I'd have yeah, to And
0: I'm it. just playing devil's advocate because that is a situation that someone could hypothetically find themselves in if they're an immigrant and don't oh, have I insurance, mean that's,
1: right? That's actually, that does contribute to part of the costs of uh, hospital bills, right? So, so many folks can get a huge bill, they end up not being able to pay it. Um, and so you end up in a situation where, you know, a lot of folks don't pay the hospital bills. And so you don't have to, you, you can pay it in monthly payments. Right. And then the details of which are usually handled by the individual hospital. Right. And then sometimes collectors. Um, so, you know, if you're in that situation, have a conversation with the hospital, but also, you know, do the research, know your rights, um, you know, um, and make sure that, that they can't just withdraw your money. They're obligated to treat you when you go to the ER. Um, they give you a big bill, um, you should pay it, right? They'll try to take it in court if you don't, um, but you know, y- you're know, you not um, bound to it immediately. It, it, in some cases, you might have to file bankruptcy to, to absolve yourself of the debt um, fully, but you can get by even if you're making small payments, I think, but it, it depends on the hospital and how they structure it. So there's a little bit of nuance to it.
0: Yeah. And so now as we think about preparing financially for the pandemic and the fact that it may follow us into well into 2021, what are, you would say, three top things that people should keep in mind from a personal finance perspective as we prepare for the next year of this?
1: Yeah, that's a great, great question. I think, you know, um, well, the first thing I'd say is, prepare yourself for tough times, right? I mean, whether it's, you know, the fear of your loved ones, whether it's the fear of your own health, um, take this seriously because the first wave has happened, right? And, and we've already seen the dramatic impact it's had on Latinos in particular, people of color and low-income communities, right? Uh, it, it's been hard. And some people uh are speculating that things will be okay soon and and i I don't think that's true um my suspicion is that there will be a second wave um you know even though the weather's coming out nice now that doesn't mean that the virus has gone away right um so so try to manage your risk try to protect your loved ones try to 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 make sure you're social distancing and and taking care of the people you love and yourself right and then from a financial perspective um you know the the economy is going to evolve you know the internet was novel before this right and it was emerging evolving uh and businesses were were being digitally native at, at inception right when they first started but now um this pandemic through jet fuel on the fire that was the internet, right? And so, we as as people have to adapt to the evolving needs of the economy. And and so, what I what I invite people to do is to to explore how they can you know shift their skill sets for this new digital economy. Um, and and that can happen in a in a variety of different ways, in, depending on whatever industry that you're working in. Um, but I do recommend folks try to find out the skills that can best benefit them, and then, and, and that can, you know, best align with their interests, so that they can actually, um, you know, come out of this in the future in a productive way, and and have access to to um, you know a, a, a stable and and good living, um, so that they can you know manage their finances right. I mean, the the first core part of that is having an income, and um, for a lot of folks, that's that's. Been taken away by this, and so I think upping your skills or, or adjusting your skills to to what's emerging um, would be an incredible way to try to 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 move forward in this. And, and you know, I I will caveat that a lot of folks don't necessarily have equal access to tools to actually be able to do that. And so um I know that there are challenges, and, and it's an easy thing for me to say that oh, just go and get new skills. I it is it is hard. Um, you know, but I, I do hope that that's something folks can can try and do and become creative and and really um, help themselves to, to, to work through this. And, you know, noting that I do think the government does need to provide more support.
0: Francisco, thank you so much for joining us and sharing a little bit of your intel. For anyone wanting to check out Unidos Work and Financial Wellness Resources, they're available both in English and Spanish. Check out unidosfin.com. Thanks for joining us. Hasta la próxima.